you got to have guts to want to do this and you got to really want to be good at what you're doing. And, and if you're part of the, well, this is the way I always do it. And I don't want to, why yeah. would I change? Then you don't want to hear any of this mess, but you're probably not listening anyway. Welcome to the AI show from Think Labs. In the whirlwind of AI advancements and innovation, we do the deep dives and all the research. So you don't have to. We Fisher Price the essential news, updates, interviews, and breakthroughs of the week, providing actionable insight that impacts you, your teams, and your companies. Now let's get started. Here's your hosts, Sam Stanton and Robbie Sawyer. Hello and welcome to episode number, is it six, Robbie? We're going to go with six. Yes, number sir. Number six. six. Of the Worldwide AI Show. And we're coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. And guess where I am today, Robbie? Look you, at that. You're Look. on Lake Ray Hubbard. Look at that. Lake, no, that boat's too big for Lake Ray Hubbard. Let me guess. You are somewhere not in Texas right now. Let's see what this looks like. See if you can see, like, can you see stuff or is it all blown out? No, I can see stuff for sure. All right. Sorry, everyone's getting motion sickness at home, just like well, I am no, on this well, ship, I Robbie. Exactly where you are. I'm on a ship, Robbie, or like they do on yes, Saturday sir. Night Live. I'm on a boat. A boat. Do you know that episode? Yeah, a boat. I won't say the other two words before the boat that begin with M and F. Okay. Yes, you are. But you're on a big MFing boat. I am on one of our partner's ships, Robbie. Apparently, you go from yacht to boat to ship, and we are on a ship. We are on the Silver Moon, and today we find ourselves in Rhodes, Greece. Nice. It's very old, and they were telling me today it was 1,500-something-something that this wall was built and this this windmill worked. I was like, man, 1,500's old. But then they said, no, that's B.C. So that's like... Yeah. Take your 2023 20, and then add 1500 to that. That's some high level that's math. Right. That's a long time ago. So that's long. So when you compare it like to the courthouse in McKinney, Texas, that's, they got a little more history here than we do, Robbie. Yeah. You know, it's funny, as you know, I have a, I have a trip coming up towards the end of the year. And it is interesting when you use, use generative AI, if you will, Sam, yes. and put into context the the number of of transitions that have taken place in life from say 1200 to 2023 in the number of generations and you start going through the the amount of time and then and the changes in the world um to, and you can actually sit and sit down it's, it's mind-blowing it's um, not it's so. not on the schedule but i think i will share how ai has been helping me out on my travels here kind of fun crazy things that I've been doing with the old AI. Everyone laughs at Sam and his AI, and they even have drinking games. Every time anyone says, ask Boggler, they've all got to take a shot. However, they're turning around and asking me, what do we need to know about this crazy wall or this hole in the ground or whatever? And with a simple image and a single prompt, you get more history than you'd ever want. Cray cray. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, listen, I, again, for those, for, for, for those two or three people that are listening, it is absolutely mind blowing 
how much detailed information and how much you can learn if you are just, you know, for our purposes, yours is business, but there's a little pleasure mixed in. Sure. Mine is 100% pleasure. And it's amazing how much you can learn about a destination by using generative AI. And now with the advancements, you know, with what we're doing in Bogler, you get more up to date, almost in some cases, you know, up to, up to the minute information. Yeah. And I'll share, I mean, we need to, we need to go through our show order here and, and the things we're going to talk about. But one of the things I think or hope we'll talk about is what Google's done and how that evolves. Because when we talk about all these different things, it actually benefits all of our people as well, because all that stuff just gets sucked into Bogler. But today, Robbie, we are going to speak about, of course, our super hot feature that we added. Got a lot of write-ins all about how excited people were about that called Pulse, Robbie. Pulse is the latest and greatest what we hear, see, and experience as far as AI and the business or professional world. And then we're mm-hmm. going to jump into a couple topics. What, what do we have there topic-wise? I think it would be important. I mean, you're obviously there on, on the boat, ship, whatever the hell we're calling it today. It's a ship. It's a ship. Yeah. It, you know, and talk about some of the fac- facilitated workshops that you've done with with the team at Silver Seas. And then also, you know, I mean, if you want to, we don't necessarily have to maybe talk about the connection between the thinkers workshop that you did too. And some of the eyes that open were open there. Let's do it. So, um, let's start with, well, let's just start with, I'm at a seminar at sea with a bunch of meeting professionals and marketing professionals. We're doing a couple different workshops from the Thinker Society, which I got a big smile on my face when that kind of all of a sudden came together and just completely meshed with everything we're doing AI because it has behind the scenes, but it's fun to see it happen in front of everybody. Again, seeing what people's understanding is and what their feelings are and what their uses are, if any, with AI but it's been good fun. So let's start with, um, well, let's talk about a facilitated AI I did. So I met with a guy, this is the craziest, craziest thing I'd never heard of until now, but he is like the aficionado for this literally save the world and stop hunger and starvation and help board people find great hobbies in gardening and not just okay. gardening gardening but like this new it's new old futuristic gardening gardening it's called straw bale gardening and joel is the founder of this he is a are you a horticulturist or you're something a gist that means you work in a garden or on a farm uh, sure. I, I've never been accused I, of that, but anyway, he more, has. I think it's more finite than a holder, a, a, a holder culturist, but I'm so sure anyway, that is. he, he has got this science, but the premise is um, when you, you take a bale of hay and you okay. pour this stuff that he calls bale buster on top of the hay and you wet it down and in two weeks time, where everything you poured, it it turns into the most nutritious, semi-bulletproof bed to grow anything you want in it, like the most nutritious, just 
perfect environment. And so people are growing entire vegetable farms out of bales of hay. And the unique thing is, is that it doesn't get any root rot. The water drains out. The water working in that environment like heats up things in cold weather. It doesn't weed. It doesn't have weeds growing in it. It doesn't have any memory or carryover from seasons past of here's bad soil or highly, highly not processed, but what do you call it? Chemicalized soil and fertilizer and stuff starts growing out of nowhere. So really a fun thing for people who might've had big gardening histories, but now live in an apartment or, or, or just don't have the space or the time to really do this. So big kind of success commercially. He's written many books. Hang on. So he's created an entire business around this. A huge business. So he's written five books, million plus sold all over the place. Like his publisher's like, why are, what's going on? No one buys this many gardening books, right? He's done over 3000 presentations. Um, and he's just a good guy with some really cool stuff, but his bigger purpose with this, which is fun. We did some EXOs, some exponential organization. Like what is your true massive transformational purpose, Joel, which, you know, that's an eye opener. And what, what we found it to be was he not only wanted to help like individuals, he wants to help entire communities get through times when there isn't food, when there isn't an opportunity to grow food and, you know, places in Asia where they have monsoon for three months and everything's flooded and, and Joel's got an answer. You dig this up, you put a bale there, you plant it and you start growing stuff. So all these malnutrition, starving kids and people from around the world can use the straw bale method and be growing beautiful fruits and, and vegetables and a sustainable livelihood. Okay. So one fun part is we hooked them up with uh, some of our techs that are actually in Cambodia, Americans in Cambodia that are there on a mission of some sort so that they could use that with the people they work with. But the other thing is it's just, you know, it's just fireworks of, oh my gosh, what about, how about this? How about this? How about that? In essence, Joel, let's sit down and, and rebuild or start a whole new company for you. So literally using Bogler, we sat down and you could have just started from zero and we start going through a process that would normally take, well, as he said, it took him two years just to get a business up and running like that at that level. But we did it over a cigar, right? A big, a big long cigar. But anyway, no, but it's first with let's just, and it was awesome in a mind boggle, not a mind blow, Robbie. We say boggle. We fired up assist and let, I just interviewed him for a minute. Tell me about what you do. Tell me about what you're trying to do. Tell me about what the best scenario would be. Tell me how you're different. Tell me all these little things like that. Just some fun pointed questions, which. Well, and that's the important, sorry to interrupt you, Sam, but that is the important part, right? It is. I mean, it's like being able to, to, to ask and ask, ask yourself, or as you've said multiple times, you could, you could literally, if you're doing it. Um, and collaborating with Bogler yourself, you could then ask Bogler. You would. Right? You, you, you would, and we did. So at okay. first, I'm asking him these questions, and he's looking at me a little weird, and then it became natural, and he forgot about the AI in the room. 
and just started talking, which is brilliant because the more you feed it, the better your response. So he told all this stuff. Then we took that and we had, we ran the normal algorithms that assist does and brought back all this amazing information about what he's trying to do. But then we started directing to your point now to start a business focused on, uh, bail buster and why not a whole bunch of accoutrements around it? So why not like have special seeds, a tomato seeds, a tomato seeds, a tomato seed. But if I had bail buster on it, Oh yeah. You got to use I, those. I got to use those. And don't I need gloves that say bail buster and a t-shirt that says, sure. look at the size of my melons. All the merch. No, yeah, I better sure, not say that. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, obviously abilities to create ancillary revenue streams within the model he currently has. Okay. So first of all, we said, what's the MTP for this? Okay. Pro and, and it was awesome. I mean, he just sat there like, oh my God. And it was like, magic bales or i forgot what it was but it was just one awesome one after another and then it was again we're entering into a conversation it's not just prompt and here's your response and see you later so we dove in deeper and deeper and deeper and said look we want to make sure our mission is involved with the initial purpose and then we looked at it and said well it's like look at some of the most successful online um you help yourself do it yourself what do they call that diy uh, yeah. stuff. What are those campaigns and what are, what's the recipe for that? So it said, Oh, consider this and this and this. And I threw out, what about a, a buy one, give one. Okay. Great. And, and you and see it, the BOGO everywhere. It's okay. flipping everywhere now. And then yeah. I was like, well, let's add a dough on the end, buy one, give one, donate one. Right. Okay. Sure. So That's for everyone good. you buy, yeah. I'll donate one to a family in, in Cambodia. And so now I'm growing carrots on my balcony. My best friend is, and I'm building a whole farm in Cambodia at the same time. I'll buy that all day long. And so just working with the AI and let it keep growing and growing and growing and do that. And then, yeah. hey, what are the 20 most popular straw bale gardening accessories that if you were to buy a package, you would want to include? Yeah. Boom. So you did. So you, so you were doing all of that and it was it was spitting everything back out and he's just sitting there cross-eyed. Yeah. And then it's like, Hey, you should have a weekly because he's, he is a rock star of the highest order for anyone who's doing this. Like he's the guy, he's the guy. And the funny thing is the first night, everyone's talking all this smack at dinner about what they do and all this stuff. And he's just quiet sitting there. And then someone somehow prodded him and he came alive and started saying all this stuff. And then you go research. It's like, wow, he is, he is the guy, but, but yeah. So you said he was, you may have already said this, but he's there as a guest for another, for somebody that's has nothing to do with anything we're doing. Right. But except just that smoke a cigar, so you know. he can't right. be any more excited. Like, but it's, it's just fascinating. So why not have a weekly YouTube show that drives people to your your community on Facebook. He's got a big one there. How do you manage a community on Facebook? What's the most optimum way to do that? How often can I actually place an ad inside that community or not? Yeah. How many, how many moderators should I have? I mean, just ask it. So it, anyway, it that he, was, that was really, really cool. He is so geek. Has, has he, had he been exposed to AI before? Had he been playing at all with anything generative AI related. I mean, or was this, 
or it's was like all everyone. This just an eye it's like everyone we kind of talk with. Yeah, I've played with it, but I didn't. I didn't really understand. I, I mean, I I didn't think I didn't understand. I just didn't see a use for it. Right. Yeah, they didn't know how to use it or engage with it. Right. Again, there was no manual, so so that was kind yeah. of fun. Um, another fun one. I had a friend hit me up who's working on a project. Are we going to do another one of these, Robbie? Or should I should I do another one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, Listen, I think this is important. I mean, we talk about a lot of cool stuff AI related. It's cool to be able to let people hear and visualize and see how someone is using it and putting it into a real world example. Okay. I think it's great. So another one, and this kind of comes back in our lane a little bit of elevating experiences and empowering people, Robbie, that's what we do. But a, a friend of mine in France is gearing up for the Olympics, which will be there this summer. And okay. he and he helps brands create experiences that are memorable, blah, 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 blah. And so he's trying to put something together. So he's actually working with a big hotel group that has properties all over the world. And he was hit up with, so what do I do? So, I mean, okay, what you do is get some good AI because there's not a better ideator than that, right? And so okay. he had a little understanding of it and then he got an earful then some from me so we did a facilitated with him so fascinating the the long story short through a bunch of prompts and and going back and forth this is a really cool project but basically identify 15 different countries or regions with signature hotels in each uh let's create a contest there's one thing that speaks all languages that's music, right? Yeah. There's, there's something that's more hot than anything on social and TikTok and all that. And that's, and that is music and all that. So let's create a, a contest that um, identifies via social and via crowd voting and what have you, the best EDM DJ in an area. So you might, you might not even have ever stepped foot in a club anywhere, but you might be the most awesome person on YouTube with a billion followers or on TikTok or whatever. But let's find one right. for each each little region. There's 15 nights of the Olympics. That's why there's 15, right? So we'll do a con uh, in February and identify the top one from each of the 15 regions. They will then go do a festival or a rave or whatever you want to call it in that signature hotel that's recorded. Right, like much like the Taylor Swift movie, and then the hotel has already got a, a venue reserved for the Olympics for every night for all their VIPs they're bringing in. But they need content, right? They need yeah. entertainment. So there's going to be a live simulcast. They'll play the pre-recorded for two hours that. If you follow the brand, if you're in on the social discussion, you, or if you go to any of the hotels worldwide, they're going to have an extension of the Olympics live from Paris in each of these hotels. So talk about bringing everyone into Paris and bringing Paris back out to everyone. That's what's happening. Okay. Right. That's cool. And, and this is all done in AI and again, 20, 30 minutes. And then um, each designated 
winning DJ from each locale will fly in and the day that's their day for the simulcast, they'll then do a live VIP after. And then that is broadcast as well. And, um, and then they'll vote at the end, gold, silver, bronze, just like the Olympics, who the best thing oh, is. Okay. It's, it's brought to you by a liqueur because everyone likes to have a little drinky drink while they're dancing, I guess. And so the liqueur folks will, will pay for it. The hotel brand will host it. Everyone wins. Everyone gets a bunch more followers and we build this big community and culture around the music and the latest trends happening around the Olympics. That's cool. So, so you guys came up, you guys ultimately came up with that or. Uh... Yeah, no, that's what we came up with, but more importantly, we came up with what's the organizational business plan right. for that. We came up with okay. what do the budgets look like for that? We that's came up with right. what's the pitch deck for the hotel group for the liqueur brand and for, you know, what does that look like for the outreach to the DJs? I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer. You just sit there and look at it and go, Oh, and, and how we did that was interesting too. Let's look at some of the most successful activations that have happened at world events like the Olympics where a brand has sponsored and done, you know, again, gave it a lot of information. And the mm -hmm. stuff we got back was great. I mean, there was just little fine tuning, not much. And then, hello, 109 languages. So a couple of the potential sponsors, one's French, one's Italian, make sure. our pitch deck in either of those, right? And then uh, the hotelier, they did. he's doing that in English. I will tell you this, he was completely gobsmacked by all of this. And, and, and so geeked, he just wanted AI for everything. Can we do this? Can we do that with AI? Can we do that? And so we started doing imagery for the deck in that, which he and I are nerding out mm -hmm. on it going, wow, this is amazing. Look at, look at this image. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't know it was AI, you go, why did they use that crappy image? Right? Cause it's, okay. it's close. It's not there yet. And as you know, okay. the text is all screwy right now. Right. They're going to dial that in. But for right now, it's not. So I had to, I had to pull the AI back from him because I was like, dude, I get it, but no one else is. Yeah. But that's that, cool. I mean, ultimately that, that was sort of an accidental. I mean, that's what, that's one of the reasons you're on the ship is to do those and conduct those, those facilitated workshops for Silver Seas. Yeah. And, so it's, and, and then know. after we did uh, some of the Silver TC executive team is here and they saw this and they're like wait can can you go through that with this department because we want to go find our inefficiencies right there's got to be a better way than the way we've been doing it for the last hundred years isn't there ai or not can sure. can we go through that and again i think a lot of that comes from that's not going to be figured out in-house you got to have somebody with crazy color shoes walk in and goofy glasses because they're the expert. So there's there's some of that for sure. But also when you start seeing the power and impact of how it works for others, you want it. Just one other note. Um, so much, I know I have so much brain surgery or I did in the past anyway of figuring out, and this is going to be a great segue, Robbie, watch this, um, of figuring out, great, I need to make a presentation or a pitch deck for the Olympic thing. 
what, what should I have in there? Well, I don't have to think about that anymore, right? I just say, if you're, I need a pitch deck. It's going to be used for this and this and this. Similar ones in the past have been like this. Go look at everything that's ever been done and tell me what would be the number of slides that I need and what should each slide have on it. And it doesn't know about our project yet, but give me that outline. Give me that fishbone, which I can build on. And, you know. Well, even, even, yeah. And even deeper than that, as you know, you can specifically talk about the type of the industry that you're giving the workshop or the, the, the keynote to the demographic. Of okay. The so, attendees. so let's jump into that. So for the Olympic thing, it was, here's my audience. And this goes back to our design thinking, Robbie, right? Don't start making or doing anything till you understand who the end user is and what they think, what you think they want. That's, that's the most important right. thing. Not what you think is cool. It's what they want and how they'll hear it. So that's one piece. So, Yes, we've been doing a lot of presentations as of late. We've been helping some other big industries leaders speak about this. So in preparation for IBTM, we helped a big industry leader create an AI-centric workshop. Okay? And so with that, we did a lot of dialing in as to, hey, this is a global audience of meeting professionals that are focused on this or this or this. It is a global audience, but since it's IBTM, it's probably going to be more European and Asia-centric. With that, focus a little bit more there, but we need to walk through these basic premises. Help me lay out a deck, right? So it helps us lay out a deck. And, we, and then we filled it in and added some meat to the bones of each one of those slides and basically got that executive ready and that executive went off to go present and we said hey man please please use assist during your presentation so he's got a beta version of that and he's basically got up on stage started his assist and in no time just totally forgot about it and completed his presentation he then sent that to us and with that, we ran all of our algorithms. So that was awesome. So, I mean, we got to see from afar, how'd he do, right? Mm -hmm. And so we got to see that, I mean, literally, what did he present, of course, but more importantly, how was it received? So it gave him, it gave him the Bogler Assist rating and said he was very productive here. And it's, it's still so nutty to see how precise and defined of an answer it gives you for each category within the assist rating, as well as within the sentiment and emotion rating. But then what we did, which was a mind blow to us as well as him, is took the Bogler assist rating, which gives examples of each of the 10 points for productivity and for the emotion. And we said, here's the analysis of the presentation. Here is the presentation. What now you got to have really thick skin for this. And I, well, I was going to say how you got to have guts to want to do this and you got to really want to be good at what you're doing. And, and if you're part of the, well, this is the way I always do it. And I don't want to, why yeah. would I change? Then you don't want to hear any of this mess, but you're probably not listening anyway, but, sure. <laughs> but throwing in, here's the analysis, which pinpoints everything. And here's the presentation. And we combined it in an algorithm and said, 
what are opportunities to enhance this presentation? And, you know, this is like that, that meme that's been around for a while now that's so funny. And it's like, F around long enough and find out, right? So this is just us effing around. More, I don't know. Yeah, the more you effing around, the more you find out. Yeah, right? so yeah, it's yeah. it's not like, oh, this is totally going to work. It's like, I don't know. Let's try it and see what happens. We haven't asked it before. Let's ask it. And I'll be damned. That thing came back and it said, hey, your example about this was way too long. You could have stopped. And it literally said, this is where you could have stopped talking about it because they got it at that point. I mean, how does it know that? And then it said, you know, you should change this. You should have, um, when speaking to an audience like this, you should have more about this and less about that. It was, it was, I mean, I was just smiling. So, so, real, quick, so, so real quick, tell us how it does know that because you know the answer. Okay. Uh, real quick, tell us, but I think it's interesting. So what Bogler Assist does is, yes, it records the audio, but... It's, it's also running all sorts of analysis on the audio. So it's measuring, it's measuring emotion. It's measuring pitch. It's measuring your pauses. It's measuring the amount of times you repeat yourself, the amount of times you stutter. Okay. It's listening to audience responses or not. Are they asking a question that they should have known if they were listening or maybe you didn't explain right? So it's measuring and doing all of that, like your second grade teacher that just took you to task every time, it's doing that, right? And so then it's got that along with, here's the analysis, the Bogler Assist rating, where it actually pinpoints that stuff and then puts that together. Again, you could do this on your own. Previously, you would, maybe. Right. You would do research after research and listen to every word and look at audience reactions, but it's all done in real time now. Mm -hmm. Before you can even get out of the general session room, it's already done. So that was a, oh my gosh. And then the response from the exec was, well, next week I'm speaking to a completely different audience in Northern California. Could it tell me what I should do for them? And so the answer is, yeah, tell me the audience. Why not tell me the theme of the event? Tell me what matters to them. And then, and then we just asked Bogler to look at what we did, what our responses were, what our rating and ranking was. And then for this other audience, how would you tweak it for that? And I mean, it got so deep into well you should specifically speak about this because this is so relevant to them and no one else and your example for this should be around this this is something else you should consider now it's a it's a minority group which okay something we haven't even started to address at all with any of our podcasts or with many people but no matter what you do there's always bias in your AI, good or bad, there's good bias is good, right? But there's also bad bias or there's just kind of, I don't know, maybe call it non-inclusionary bias, right? It's just an automatic thing. And so it was, uh, it was interesting that Bogler said, Hey, you need to be aware and to the 
contrary, add in positive bias when you're using this this group to make sure that you're equally represented in in the responses yeah. and content that you can create. Okay. So just so, so powerful. And I just look at that and and just think back, you know, a year ago in prepping for whether it's a thinkers or or any other presentation or trying to figure out what a client needs, right? And so much of the time we figure we we run out of time and we just say, hey, let's just just use that other deck we always use and let's just put a different logo on it, right? But but now you have these amazing tools and an amazing assistant that it should be completely customized to your audience each and every time. Yeah, we talk about that also. Also, you know, it's you, to your point just a second ago. You know, you you spend a ton of time determining, you know, what topics you want at a conference, and you want, you know, who do you want to be the keynote speaker, and you spend so much time on the front end of developing those workshops and the and the topics of discussion. You don't really ever spend any time on trying to understand how the attendee is actually going to consume it. And I, you know, I think that that is, you know. This is such an incredible tool, again, to those folks that um, are confident enough to use it to where they can really drill in and hone in on their 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 craft. I want to nerd out for a little bit. And I won't go too deep if that's if that's okay, Robbie. I want to share a little bit. I think on a high level, people heard about the the chat GBT blow up and that the head guy has been fired and he's gone forever and the company's going to go out of business or no, it's not, or yes, it is. I mean, it, this will be the most awesome movie that wrote itself um, while it was happening and literally can write itself after the fact, you know, but yeah, it'll be, I think I joked with you last week. It'll be time to line like that show 24 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. And it all happened in what? 24, 36 hours. Yeah. So what we're, Learning from that is a couple things, both internally and externally. So internally, it's believed what's happened is a higher power AI, a more advanced AI has been developed, and that wasn't shared with the board ultimately, and everyone got their feelings hurt. And and so that that's what they were doing. It's somewhat a different story is. It's really, you know, for the alarmist, it's a, they're the robots taking over the world and the whole world's going to take over. I think it's more jealousy that someone else has got a better position. But anyway, that stuff happened there. The The thing they were worried about that was actually fascinating is it's something called Q learning and they call it Q star. And, and I'll keep this real simple because it is very complicated, but it goes back to our thinkers. When we talk about there's two types of thinkers, there's your fast thinking and your slow thinking. We, we all do both, but most of the time we're stuck in our fast thinking. So we don't really contemplate and work through a challenge or a question. We just give you the automatic answer that first off the top yeah. of our head, right? And this then, is, man, yeah, this is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind. There's, your, there's my answer, right? Where what we try and share and show people is how to get into that other mode of slow thinking it's more critical, it's more contemplative, and it gives you a much stronger, better result. So if you take that analogy and understanding and throw it on AI, right now, the AI we're using, the chat GPTs, the Bings, 
and the bards and all that stuff. It's doing the fast thinking because I want an answer like that right now. I never actually asked it for that, but that's what they've been doing anyway. So it's the first answer that pops up in their head. It's a guess and it's pretty good, right? Um, For 80% of the stuff. But what the Q learning does um, is it says, I'm not giving you an answer in a millisecond. I'm going to give you it in one minute. So you're not, you're not doing it for simple stuff. You're doing it for very complicated stuff. And it, right. it runs through 90 different options. It scores each of the options itself and then says, this was the highest scored one. This is the most robust, the most descriptive, the most well-suited answer. Here's your answer. So it, it's, it's coming closer and closer to reasoning, right? Not just fill in the blanks. Okay. And so that has scared some people if it's not controlled. But I just I just got a, a big laugh and a, and a warm fuzzy saying that that was just totally paralleled with our fast and slow. They even when they were talking about it, mentioned the book that that we uh, that we promote when we're doing the thinkers thing, that fast and slow thinking. So, yeah, that's interesting. But because of that whole meltdown that was going on, a, a thing that became really prevalent now that before is like oh that's a nice feature that bogler had that people didn't understand why it was important and that is that we're agnostic so when all that chat gpt mess was going on you had and have a lot of people going what wait a second we hitched our entire business business developed around yeah developed around singularly we we hitched our wagon to this and you're telling me that the wagons yep that yeah. the car pulling it, all the wheels just flew off and it's driving off the cliff and I'm going with it. Well, I right. mean, isn't there an opportunity to No, there isn't. So for those that are tuning in late here, Bogler, yes, it connects to chat GPT, but it also connects to Cohair and Claude and Bars. Bing and Bart. Now, yeah. so with that, all these other LLMs, large language models, took this as an opportunity because now enterprise is shaking a little bit. They hadn't thought about this. I don't think, but the need to have multiple solutions, but these other guys pounced while they're down. So we just got, I got developer access to the latest Claude, which is on equal par, if not even better than four turbo on, on chat. And it is awesome. And that is being integrated right now into Bogler as well as assist, but it, it is, it just seems like it's a much calmer, much more precise, um, maybe even more knowledgeable model right. and interaction. So, you know, like chat GPT just gives you an answer and it, it might be dead on, or it might not be anywhere close, but it seems like the Claude responses are much more, um, yeah yeah i think that's a key word and the other thing is by the way it'll eat it'll eat and learn 500 pages of content why if you're trying to analyze a huge document that was always going to be an issue in chat but but that to me from a research perspective is really that's a big deal yeah so like chat i think your your number is like six or seven pages per prompt I yeah. mean, chat slash boggler. I mean, that that's what our limitation was. Well, yeah. 
we ran into a limitation of that's great, except the content from a one hour assist is much longer than that. How do we do that? So that's what we've been doing behind the scenes is figuring out how to chunk all those pieces together. But now it doesn't matter. We got Claude and I can throw in 30 hours of one conversation. Hey, you know, we're, we're probably up against it, but something I had on, on my list of things that I wanted to talk to you about for our friends that, that may be listening um, from the meetings and events world, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, the 10,000 pound gorilla in our industry from a platform perspective, Cvent and the likes of other major associations like a PCMA now promoting that they have and utilize, or you have access to AI on their platforms. But that really falls into a couple different terms that we often hear. And I think it would be important maybe if you want to Fisher Price and explain what narrow or what is sometimes um, the word weak AI used to, to talk about that particular type of AI, because it's not, it's not the all per, um, type AI that, that Boggler actually is, but maybe can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So first I'd like to say we did not call these people weak or narrow. Someone else did. <laughs> But, no, for sure. Yeah, we didn't have to be part of that. No, but I love I love it because it, that's really what it is. So, I mean, in its simplest form, when you look at some of these AIs, um, they're just embeds inside a closed ecosystem that have a specific function within that system. So, inside like a like a travel or an air booking site, we've got AI, and they do. Well, you go in there and it's running AI on a small piece of like finding the best mm-hmm. routes or something like that. Or in some of the right. event planning apps. Create an RFP or whatever, right? Yeah, or create an agenda based on all these workshops or, you know, amazing. And that's a way to lift your existing product. But we call that narrow and we call that weak AI because it's very isolated there. Where again, that was another feature set check mark on our thing that everyone's like, I don't know what that means, but okay, that's great. But we are a general AI, a general purpose AI, which means yes, you can use it to help find a flight. Yes, you can make an agenda, but you can also come up here and figure out how to make an EDM festival for the Olympics, right? How to grow, grow tomatoes in a bale of hay. Right. I mean, it is general purpose, how to make a welcome speech for your CEO. And so having a more general purpose AI as opposed to a narrow AI has endless uses because of that. What do you think about that? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very, I think it's very cool. Well, I don't, I don't, I have a, I have a very important question that just hit me as we begin to wrap this up is, don't you have a guest on that ship that could have joined you that we talk about from time to time? Would she have not put on a headset and joined oh, us and shared her accent with us? Not only a guest, but our number one and could be only listener, Robbie, my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's funny to listen. Well, I know there's a few more than that. So it's so funny because when I'm sitting at the table with a bunch of people, you know, they're waiting for some AI comment from Sam, which is always biased. Cause about to, 
because Sam's an right. AI lover, right? But then when you have the Queen of England in her royal accent saying, well, I use AI to do this, this. They just look sure. at her stunned, and then she continues with, I used it to learn how to blah, blah, blah. And it just democratizes the whole thing, right? It's like, hey, man, it, use, it utilizes everything. And, and good for mom. I mean, talk about not being afraid and just trying it and seeing how it would work and how it works best for her. It's been, it's been really fun to watch. And so she's, she's contributing to the Ask Boggler drinking game by saying, well, why don't you ask Boggler all the time? So um, yeah, that's good fun. But it was fun for her to see. Um, she's never seen a, a presentation on AI, right? Or, or thinkers. So it's been fun for her to see people's reaction and see how that works. I mean, at, what did you say? She's 82. Yeah. I mean, to sit in a room, if you're, we, we, we could pick out a few people that we know that are on the ship with you. And it's like, just to sit and see her at 82 years old, you know, talk about how she was an early, early, early user. Once you, once you gave her the knowledge, right. Right. And, and she realized that there was nothing to be intimidated by. And at her age that opened up a, you know, opened up her eyes to a whole new world. So you would hope that other people could see her doing that and it would inspire them to do the same thing. And just one more side story. That's, that's kind of good fun. You know, yeah, Robbie and I are doing this all the time, but it is still a mind blow for me anyway, just about every day with the stuff that's going on. We are creating a series of books, you.ai, and it's for, you know, for professionals, for executives, for accountants for whatever it may be so i'm, I'm writing the book with bogler but there you, go, UAI. there you go right there but it is it is really fascinating when you because it's truly a centaur process meaning half ai half sam right? right but it has been fascinating that i can i can write a several sentence prompt and get so much content back that is a hundred percent dead on that one, because it's learning how I speak and how I present and how I share. And with a couple hints of what I'm looking at, you see it now because it, everything gets cited where it's going to pull up the, uh, the information to corroborate what I was saying. So, Fun, fascinating stuff. And meanwhile, I'm talking to the the million bookseller author to ask him, yeah. how does that work? What does that look like, right? I'm not saying we're going to be giving away a million. I'll be happy if we give away 10. But it's sure. it's interesting to see how the old process has worked and how he's doing it going forward. Well, how much longer are you on that ship? Are you, you back in the States late next week? First of next week, we'll be back. So we'll probably do another First one of these before then. Well, you got to get her, you got to get her on just to say hi. Okay. I'll see about that for the next one. All right, man. All right, Robbie. Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Take care. See you, Sam. Be safe. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into the AI show from Think Labs. Don't miss out on next week's episode where we'll continue to Fisher Price the latest in AI 
that will make impact for you and your organization. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update and visit redbutton.ai to learn more about innovation for professionals and organizations. By the way, I'm Bogler, Sam and Robbie's professional assistant that takes care of all their busy work. Ever think about all that repetitive, mind-numbing, time-sucking busy work I could knock out for you? That's it for now. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, make it an awesome week.